Chapter 17. When they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic, sore vexed, for all times he falleth into fire, and all time into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciple to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast out? cast him out. Jesus answered and said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for well I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto the mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. May we pray. Our Father, thank you for being here with us today. Moving on these men that have spoken already. We pray you'll take thy servant now and loose his tongue and eliminate his mind, give him holy unction. Pray you'll renew the strength of those who listen. Say something to all of us that will renew our strength and renew our courage. Pray for this church. Thank you for the pastor and his people. And all of these other churches and preachers that are here, we pray thy blessings among them. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you won't quit until a revival comes in this church and other churches nearby. Oh God, we pray for help now. Save the lost. Revive the saved. And we'll praise you for it because we come in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. Amen. I want us to think briefly on this thought if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed faith as a grain of mustard seed the disciples had tried to cast the devil out of this father's child couldn't do nothing with him and the man carries him to Jesus, and Jesus, of course, got rid of the devil like quick. The disciples were puzzled about it, and they said, well, what happened? Why couldn't we do it? And Jesus told them this, 
And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. And hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed. Nothing's impossible if you find faith as a grain of mustard seed. And that's what I want to speak to you briefly about this morning. Faith as a grain of mustard seed. That's not much faith. The mustard seed in that country was a mighty small seed. I've never been to the old country, but I had friends who brought me a mustard seed and said, here's something we want to give you, and they gave it to me, and I couldn't see it with my natural eye. And I put on my glasses, and there's a little black speck. I said, what's that? said, that's a mustard seed. Immediately I thought, well, faith as a green mustard seed. If the mustard seed's no bigger than that, I wonder what kind of magnifying glass it'll take to see my faith. Faith is a grain of mustard seed. I sure must not have much of it if it's not as big as a mustard seed. Now begin to think. And as I thought, this thought has come to me and I share it with you. You can say to the mountain, Be thou removed. And if you have faith as a mustard seed, the mountain will get moved. You won't doubt in your heart about it. Well, you go out and plant that little mustard seed, and it starts to come up, and a big old cloud of dirt has rolled over on it. And to that mustard seed, it's so small, that's a big mountain. And you know the stalk and the mustard seed when it comes out of the seed has to unfold. It comes up in a curl and has to straighten up. That mustard seed starts to come up and it can't. The mountain's on it. It can't get out. Well, when it tries to get up and get out and it can't, it don't just give up and die. It just relaxes and feeds on the food value in the earth and the moisture, grows a bigger root foundation and feeds on the plant food in the earth and grows a bigger stalk and tries it again. But if it can't move the mountain, it doesn't get discouraged. It just backs up and grows its roots deeper in the earth, feeds more on what it is to feed on, grows a stronger stalk and the next time it tries to unfold it shakes that mountain. But it can't quite move it. It comes back and feeds out longer roots, gets more strength, grows a stronger stalk and then the next time it comes out and grows and then becomes a place so big that the birds can fly and land in its branches. Jesus said. It becomes a great tree-like. But the point I want you to see, like a mustard seed, it don't give up because there's a mountain there. It just keeps on. And Jesus said some things come all about fasting and praying. When you get to praying for something, if you don't get it, don't give up. 
Just back up and fast a while, and that'll feed you. And that'll make you stronger. And then try to get it, and if it don't come, just don't give up and quit. Just back up and fast and feed on the Word of God and the promises of God. And look at them and feed, and it'll make you stronger and make your faith and belief stronger. And you just keep on. And after a while, your faith will push that doubt out of the way. And you got the mountain out of the way. Faith is a grain of mustard seed. We'll get the mountains out of the way. He said, if some things come only by fasting and prayer. And that's the reason. Some things we have to pray fast for. Some things you pray and you get up against it. And it don't come. But don't give up. Don't take off. Don't dis- 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 discourage. Go back. Fast. Feed on the Word. Grow up with the foundation. Get more faith. Get more strength in the Word. And let your, don't let unbelief take over. Grow until your unbelief is smothered out. And belief takes over. Give you an illustration. There's a woman had 12 children. Her husband died and left her with them. And she didn't have any income. And she couldn't pay the house rent. Didn't have any food for the children. And she found the old abandoned house out at the foot of Ball Mountain. And she moved those children in that abandoned house. It didn't she didn't have to pay rent. She got her some pine knots and burned for lights. She couldn't get any oil or electricity. And she burned pine knots. She get them, went out and gathered green, wild greens to feed them on, and killed birds and rabbits to feed the children on. And they slept on the floor, didn't have any furniture. And she's raising them out there. But he called it Ball Mountain because on the top of it, it was bald. There was no vegetation, trees, or everything, nothing good up on the top of it. And that's the reason he called it Ball Mountain. But on the top of that mountain that they lived at the foot of, the men and women would come out there and drink and commit adultery, all kinds of sex orgies, and everything is going on in the mountain, and her children would have to look at that stuff in the daytime, in the late evenings. She went to the sheriff, and the sheriff wouldn't do nothing about it. She went to the state attorney, wrote a letter to the state attorney. He didn't do anything about it. She wrote to the governor. He didn't do anything about it. She wrote a letter to the United States Attorney General. He did nothing about it. She wrote to the president of the United States and he didn't do nothing about it. Some of the neighbors and children said, now what will you do? Said, there's one more. She went to God and come, told him about it. Got on her knees and went before him. And one day the children started playing in the yard and they run in the house and said, Mama, Mama, said there's some folks up there on top of the old and looking at us through some funny things. And she went out there and looked, and the surveyors on top of old Baldy, looking through the surveying instruments, and they turned them this way and turned them that way. 
And eventually they begin to drive down stubs. You know what it was? The surveyors had decided to build a superhighway through the middle of Old Baldy. And they say today in the state office, they never did understand why they went through Baldy instead of going around it being much cheaper. That old woman down to the foot of the mountain know why they got there. there. God got rid of old Baldy and all that sin that the children had to look after because that's all she do. Her faith moved the mountains. And my friends, God is saying, if you've got enough faith, the faith of the mustard seed, which just keeps on. She kept on. She kept on. And eventually, it come to pass. If we keep on, it'll come to pass. Faith as a mustard seed. Faith as a child. In the seventh chapter of the book of Matthew, we have these words. Seventh chapter of the book of Matthew. Matthew 7, 7. Ask it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock it shall be opened unto you. For everyone asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. Of what man is of you whom if the son asks bread will he give him a stone? If he ask for fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then be evil, know how good good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? What's he saying? Faith of the child. The child asked. He keeps on asking. He keeps on knocking. He keeps on seeking. The child don't quit till he gets what he's after. Jesus said, have the faith that the child has. Now, when your child wants something, he don't don't know what the word quit is. He said, you can't have it. He asked again. He knocks again. He seeks again. And all the while, he said, unless you wear me, here it is. (laughs) He had as much faith as your child has. He said, when your child asks for bread, you don't give him rocks. When he asks for an egg, you don't give him snakes. As for fish, you don't give them scorpions. You give them the good things. How much more does your heavenly Father know how to give good things? And so as a result of it, a child. And what I want you to realize, brother, sister, this morning is that you're God's child. If you're saved, God's your father. You're God's child. And you have a right in that where God is. I don't have to go through anybody to get in there. He's my father. And I have a right to go in where he's at and tell him what I need. And so do you. I don't have to go through anybody. Thank God he's my father and I can go into him. One of our presidents went to the White House. He had an afflicted son. And once about every three months his son would want to get him a big spoon and get on some old get back foot and get on some old patched overhauls and go out onto the corner of the house and dig some dry dirt and eat it. He's a dirt eater. And if he didn't get to eat dirt, he'd pitch a fit. They couldn't do nothing with him. His father and mother realized that. And when he got one of those dirt spells on, they'd dress him up and give him a spoon and let him go. <laughs> and there's a guard, a young man trained himself to be a security guard next to the president. He 
decide who saw the president and who didn't. Finally, he got appointed. He is so proud when he got dressed up. He got to be the security guard next to the president. And as a result of it, he was given this commission announcement. And the old guard said, now you understand. Nobody gets in there where the president of the United States is. Unless he's got a pass. If it's one minute early, he can't get in. If it's one minute late, he can't get in. It's got to be exactly at that time. If he don't have a pass, he don't get in on any circumstances, regardless of who he is, young or old, rich or poor. You lose your job if he gets in. You understand, young man? Yes, sir. Well, shall will come. Some got in, some was turned away. It's too early, it's too late. Some didn't have the, pass, the official pass. They forgot to tell the little the young guard about the little boy and he'd gone out before he went on duty he's a garden and cutting letting some in and turning some away the little boy come running around the house the white house started in with the president and this guard grabbed him and said where are you going boy said i'm going down there where the president is where you reckon Said, you got a pass? Said, I don't need a pass. Said, yes, you do. Said, no, I don't. Said, you do. You can't get in there until you get a pass. He said, I don't have to have a pass. Said, yes, you do. Said, turn me loose. Said, you don't know who you're messing with. He said, yes, and you don't know who you're messing with. He said, you're not going in there. He ejected loose from him, tried to run. And the guard grabbed him and drew a stick, a stick on him and club on him and started hitting him. Old guard said, hey, hey, don't hit him. So they forgot to tell you, said, that's a president's son. He don't have a pass. And he turned him loose. He got nearly in. He said, I told you, I didn't, you couldn't keep me out. And so when he got in, he crawled up in the lap of the president and said, thank you, daddy, for letting me go out there and eat some dirt. So I'm saying that to say this. God's my father, and I don't have to get a pass from Pope and Rome or the priest there or the preachers or the association of missionaries or presidents of conventions or anybody else. He's my father, and I'm his child, and I can go in there any time I want to, day and night. They can't keep me out. They can guard all they want to, but I don't have to have a pass because he's my father, and I'm his child, and so are you. Even an intelligent young old, if you're saved by the grace of God, he's your father. You're his child, and you're right or right in there. And he's not going to give you what's wrong. He'll give you what's right. Faith in God as a child will get you in there. And I want you to know, my friends, you can pray to him better than anybody else. My father's dead. Matter of fact, I'm the only person living out of our family. But as long as my father lived, when I really needed anything, I didn't even send anybody to ask for it. I go myself. I think a lot of Steve Bennett, a little loving and admiring. But as much as I think that my father's living, I wouldn't say, Steve, you go over and tell Dad I need $20 real bad. Tell him I need it real bad. I wouldn't send him. I'd go myself. Why? 
If I send Brother Steve away, Dad say, oh, Percy's always needing something. I ain't going to send it to him. Go back and tell him I hadn't got it. And Steve would listen to him and come away. But if I went and said, oh, you all the time needing something, I oh, listen, Daddy, i got to have it. You want to understand, i got to have it. I can't do that. Come on, Dad. i got to have that much. And I'd stay with him till I got it. <laughs> I don't want nobody to do my praying. Pray for me, but you don't do my prayer because there's some things I get to hurt in the force of that. You can't express to God why I feel. Pray for me. Hold on, you pray for me. Don't, don't, don't do my prayer because there's times I'm a hurting so bad you can't express to God how I feel, how bad I'm a hurting. I want to go in there and tell him myself how to bad fix I mean. And then he answers me. Have faith as a grain of mustard seed. It won't give up till it gets up. And that's the thing I want you to see. Not only that, but have faith as a mother. You know, a mother come and said to Jesus, my child is afflicted, got a devil. Now I want you to help her. That's in the 15th chapter of Matthew. And he, Jesus said something to her. And you can see it there in the 15th chapter of Matthew, the 27th verse. Listen to it. And he said that. Jesus said, the holy woman came out of Canaan, came out of some coast and cried to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thy son of David. My daughter is grievous, vexed with the devil. But he answered and said it in the right to take meat and give it to the dogs. She was the woman out of the people that looked, they looked on them as dogs, the Jews did, classed as dogs that group of people were. You don't take meat on the table and give it to the dogs. Woman, don't you know that? She kept a crying. The disciples said, send her away. She's warning you. Jesus said, you don't take meat off the table and give it to the dogs. She said, right, Master. But listen, Lord, you wouldn't mind if the little puppies got the crumbs that fell off the table, would you? A crumb off your table. I'm not asking for me. Just brace me a crumb. It'll do for my daughter all I need done. He said, go thy way. That's made thy daughter whole. Their faith like that will make her whole. So my friend, you don't have to have the steak and ham off the table. The crumbs that Jesus brushes off will be good enough to get what you need done. And so, if I'm not worthy of the steak, of the meat, bless God, I can get a crumb. If I'm charged a puppy, he'll give me the crumbs that fall off, and that'll do all I need to do. That'll do all you need done. That's what he said. Faith, faith, just a crumb from God's table. Be mourned. A lot of us get done. Not only that. 
But faith is a man. A man went over and asked for a loaf of bread. Some visitors come to his house. He didn't have no bread. Knocked on the door. The fellow said, you're waking my family up. I've got to have a terrible time getting them all asleep. Go on. Bread, please. Go on. you wake the family up. Bread, please. i got to have some bread. He didn't care who he woke up. And when you get to soreness with this bread, it don't make no difference. A lot of things that say, all this bread and all this... All of the shouting on, going to wake up our church. We just got them quiet here lately. And you're going to wake them up. Bread, please. Bread, please. Don't tell who wakes up. Bread, please. And he said, he got up and gave the man bread because of the insistence of the one that asked him for it. And said, your father, if you get to insist in that way, we'll give you bread. What is it? Just like the mustard seed kept on coming up and coming up till it got out of the mountain. You just keep on knocking. Keep on answering. Jesus said, you'll get it. Don't quit knocking. Don't quit exercising faith. Just keep on keeping on and you'll get it. That's what he's saying. And then not only that, Faith is a woman who went to an unjust judge and asked about the adversary. And he didn't believe in God or man. Didn't respect anybody. And she went until the old judge said, I don't believe in God. I don't got no respect for man. But to get rid of you, I'm going to grant your request. You're worried me. And Jesus said, just like that woman kept wearing that judge, you don't worry the Father, but if you go consistently and constantly, my Father will grant it to you. How much more is our Father innocent in giving you the good things uh, that will help you? And so, my friends, the faith of a mustard seed, faith, like the mustard, just keep on coming up. Keep on pushing up. Won't quit. Keep on, keep on, keep on, won't quit. We see it. And my friends, that's the faith that's going to win, just like old Elisha. And Elijah, Elisha, everywhere Elijah goes, Elisha goes with him. Goes again, Elisha goes with him. I'm going over Gilgal, you stay here. The Lord lives, thy soul lives, I'll not do it, I'm going with you. Going over Jordan, stay here. I'll not do this. Lord, live thy soul, live thy go with thee. What are you going for? What's, what do you want to run around after me for? Some of them said, Elisha, that old man's going to die. You run around that, don't you know? Said, yeah, Lord, leave me alone. I'm going to stay with him. Got over there to Jordan, no boat. No bridge, too deep to wade, too swift to swim. Oh, Elijah took his mantle, popped it, and the water parted, and they went across some dry ground, kicked up dust for the glory of God. <laughs> Got on the other side. 
Elijah said, son, if you're around, when I leave out, you'll get what you requested, a double portion. Said, be around. I ain't left, have I? I'm going to stay with you. He's going down the road, and all of a sudden, the chariots come. The old Elijah. I come up now. That's it. Praise the Lord. He's gone. I wonder if it's going to work. He went back and got on there. Got on there on Jordan. Lord God of Elijah. <laughs> Dust boiled it again. Praise the Lord. He went across on the other side. Did he get a double portion? Yes. Where Elijah did eight miracles, he did 16. The same God that Elisha prayed to and stuck out with is on the throne today. We need to pray for the mantle of some truths and the mantle of some Sundays and the mantle of some Finneys and Edwards and so on to fall on a bunch of us preachers so we'll have the power to drop some places and glorify God and start some fires for God again across this country. That's what we need. And I want you to realize, my friends, before God, we need to recognize that God, faith in God. Jesus said to Peter, Satan is desired to sift thee as wheat. But I pray thee that you won't get sifted. Uh-uh. I pray thee that thy faith would not fail thee. Now it don't hurt a Christian to get sifted. Don't hurt wheat to sift it. Gets the chaff out and polishes the wheat. It don't hurt a Christian to get sifted. He'll get the chaff out of you and polish you. And there's old Peter out there. He's going through it. Jesus over here saying, Father, don't let his faith fail. Don't let his faith fail. Don't let his faith fail. And old Peter came through it all and his faith didn't fail. It didn't fail. Now there's times when you got to lose your faith, got to go under, and you think I'll never make it. But all the time, Jesus is down saying, Father, don't let Steve's faith fail him. Father, don't let Charles's faith fail him. Father, don't let Curtis Barber's faith fail him. Father, don't let it fail him. And they come through all of those experiences, haven't failed. They just come out polished and a lot of the chaff gone, that's all. My friends, I want you to realize tonight, today, that that's staying with it. Faith is a grain of mustard seed. He's not going to let it fail. God the Father is with us. He's going to help us. We're going to make it through. Riding the fast train from New York to Chicago. The switch got locked and the train got out 20 minutes late. Guaranteed connection between the one in Chicago and Los Angeles. The passengers, if they didn't make connection, didn't pay. And the train got out late, didn't have the 30 minutes between changes. And when they did get the 
switch unlocked, train got started, the engineer pulled that train out and straightened it up, began to run faster and faster. When they got out of curb, a train nearly lay over, it's going for fast. Old woman on that got so scared, she got frantic. She called for the conductor. She said, conductor, this train's going to wreck. Said, no, madam, it ain't going to wreck, it's just running fast. Said, we'll get the, said, I can't slow it down, the flagman does. Said, we'll get the flagman. She fussed till the flagman come through. She said, you're the flagman of this train, slow it down, it's going to wreck and kill it. Said, madam, if we don't make connection, we'll lose all the passenger fare. Said, it's better to lose that than to lose all the passenger's lives, it's going to wreck and kill us all. And it come around another curve and laid over like it's going to turn over. She got frantic, and this little old girl, I never will forget, little golden curls, her hair on her shoulder, sweet, blue-eyed, running up and down the aisle, clapping her hands and having a ha-ha time. That old woman, she's mad, she's scared, that little girl. She said, sit down, honey, aren't you scared? No, ma'am. She skipped by, and she grabbed her by the arm and shook and said, why aren't you scared? We all scared. Aren't you scared this train's going to wreck? She said, no, ma'am. Said, why? Said, my father's engineer. He knows I'm not out here riding. He ain't going to let it wreck. My father's running this thing, folks. He ain't going to let it wreck. He knows we're down here. He'll get us through.